Hello, and welcome to the podcast, See Jane Run, with me, your host, Angie Johnson, a pelvic health physical therapist. This is the podcast hoping to empower all the women of the world, and I mean all the women, into the optimal physical activity that is recommended for our bodies, especially in regards to running. For my second episode, I am interviewing Dawn Stell. She is a friend of mine who is, as her personal trainer says, completely bullheaded when it comes to exercising, especially running and biking. She is a woman who was diagnosed when um, in 1999 with multiple sclerosis. So sit back and listen to her inspiring story. Hello, Dawn. Thank you so much for joining me for the second podcast of Seeing Jane Run. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, my pleasure. Um, you are my second guest, and I totally thought of you when I was thinking about the mission of this um, podcast about inspiring women to run because I know that you are a runner and you've definitely got some stories around that. I try. I don't know if I would call myself a runner. Um, I think I call myself, I want to be a runner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. See, this is why you're perfect is you are a runner um running looks different to different people right like we've got our olympic athletes and then we've got people in the middle of the pack and then we've got people like you who are giving it their True. best out which i just think is so awesome yeah so anyway um a little about you you have multiple sclerosis so i was wondering if you could let everyone know what that is and how that's affected you so um, I was diagnosed with MS back in 1999. So I was 32. Um, and for the longest time, I ignored it and did nothing with it. Um, Can I ask you a quick question? Sure. How were you diagnosed? Like, how did that experience happen? Like, what were your symptoms and what, what took you to the doctor? Well, to be honest, actually, my first episode when I was 23 I had um, numbness and tingling in my shoulder and it progressed down my back and then down my legs and then and it went to the other side of the body. And I was, um, I went to the hospital on, it happened over the weekend. I went to the hospital on Monday and I had um, a lumbar puncture so they could get some spinal fluid and I had some pictures and and I was pretty much um, paralyzed for the most part from neck down. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't feed myself. It was really weird. I couldn't feed myself. I couldn't, I couldn't walk by myself. I got tired. Just, I mean, 15 steps and I was exhausted. It was the weirdest thing. And I was 23. So I was like, that's weird. So they did not tell me I had MS then because 
medical ethics don't let them tell you you have MS after one episode. So in 1999, I had my second exacerbation and I was at work and my legs started going numb. And then by the time I was able to get to the hospital, I was numb from the waist down. So, so yeah, uh, just to back up just a second there, because that's um, dumbfounding. Did they yes. say to you when you were 23, um, you may have MS and we can't no. diagnose you with it? So did you no. have any idea that that could be a scenario for you? No. Um, they told me that they called it, and this is this is like a generic um, neurological term. It means absolutely nothing other than you have t- numbness and tingling. They told me I had transverse myelitis. And myelin is the tissue that surrounds your nerve cells and that the insulation that is being destroyed when you have MS. So when they said I had transverse myelitis, basically I had an, I had an inflammation of myelin, myelin tissue. So no, they did not tell me I had MS. And then how long did that episode last for when you were 23? Um, about four months. And how long were you in the hospital for? I was in the hospital for a week. Wow. And then I and then I lived and then I had to go back and live with my mom for a couple of weeks because I couldn't feed myself. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funky. <laughs> and then four months and you were kind of back to yourself and you go on your merry way. Well, four months it, it took longer than that, but four months I was able to be able to go back to work and and work. I was still fatigued. I mean it was still hard to 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 do a whole day, but gradually it um, improved as I got old. You know, as, as time went on, it got better. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then eight years later, when I was thirty-two, well, is it eight years? Yeah, um, nine years later, thirty-two, when I had the second exacerbation. So it lasted. There was a long time period between both exacerbations. Right. So that was when that was in 1998, your second episode. You now know you have MS. You your symptoms were you were paralyzed from the waist down or numb from the waist down? Um, the second time it wasn't as it wasn't as severe. It was it was um, still from the waist down. And I was still out. I was in the hospital again for another week because this time they diagnosed me and did more lumbar punctures and and MRIs and things like that to look at all the holes in my head and, and my, well, I shouldn't say holes. <laughs> <laughs> the joke is, the joke is if people say, you know, how could you forget that? And I'm like, I have, I have holes in my head. It's a sieve. It just comes in and goes out. So, <laughs> so it, it's the scar tissue that is left after um, you, your myelin tissue has been damaged. So there's scar tissue left behind in your brain. So, Yes, in your brain and your spinal cord. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's what you're referring to as your holes, right? So people, it's hard for people to understand MS because it's an invisible disease for most people. I mean, you look at me, and you probably would have no idea I had MS. No idea. So, I mean, I I look at you, and I have no idea. No idea. So, what MS? The the layman's term is think of it like your neurological system is electrical wiring in your house. All of your wires in your house have insulation around them. Mm -hmm. 
same thing in your car. So that insulation, if something happens and part of it, you know, um, comes off or peels back or whatever, so you don't have insulation around some of that wiring, the signals can't, it, it can't run across smoothly. Mm -hmm. So it gets stuck. That's right. So yeah, so it, it gets stuck to those it's impulses. Short. Yeah, to them. Yeah, it's it's short. I'm sure I, I have short circuits. Basically, is what it, what happens. Mm -hmm. So my brain, you know, I'm thinking I'm telling my foot to lift up, and everything in my in my in my head says that that should happen, but the signal won't get to my won't get to the the nerve endings that need to make that happen. So it doesn't. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So then, so in 1998, that was when you actually got the diagnosis. How, 99, yeah. 99. Mm -hmm. How did you emotionally respond to that? Hmm. Um, I kind of just, I, I just kind of went with it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't do anything different. I mean, I, 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 I spent time, you know, the, the week in the hospital and a couple of weeks at home. And then I went back to work and didn't think about it. I mean, I had some, some um, symptoms still. I had some tremors that second time I had tremors um, and I had um, uh, a lesion on my optic nerve. So my, my vision was kind of fuzzy, but um, I, I pretty much just did what I wanted anyway. Yeah. 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 And do you have, so there's different types of MS. There's, um, from my understanding, there's um, progressive, progressive, and then there's relapsing remitting. Right. So I have relapsing remitting. Um, and then there's um, relapsing remitting that turns into pro progressive. Mm -hmm. And then there's people who are diagnosed straight with progressive. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, I was told, and I don't know if this is true, and I, I, I tend to want to believe that it's not, um, that most people, whether you're relapsing, remitting, or progressive, eventually everybody ends up at the, you know, later in life with it moving faster, you know, moving along faster. But um, my neurologist is actually fairly amazing, and he's told me I'm pretty benign at this point. Mm -hmm. So as I get older, the symptoms will get worse, but my, my brain is not, I don't have new lesions. Mm -hmm. That's great. not creating any new, new issues. So yeah, I just, yeah, just have the old ones. Yeah. So um, in terms of your musculoskeletal system, um, can you <laughs> tell us what your symptoms now are? Um, oh, sure. Regarding so, MS and what you, you experience with MS now. So with MS, I think 90% of the people I've talked to that have MS and I have, there's websites all over, all over the, the internet for people with MS. There's one that I belong to is called active MSers. So 90% of the people who have MS, whether you have relapsing, remitting or progressive, the number one symptom is fatigue. Yeah. So and, and people don't understand fatigue isn't just like, oh, you're sleeping, you need to go to sleep. Fatigue is I've slept eight hours, I get up, and I could go to my desk and I could fall asleep, not even two hours after I get to work. I'm so tired. 
So, and, and it's, it's a, it's a tiredness that you can't get enough sleep from. It doesn't go away. So, yeah. Um, and you know, you can, there's, there's, of course there's meds that they can give you to help things, you know, make it a little easier. Um, but to be honest, and I know this being active, even with MS is the best way to, to level the, the, the field. Right. I mean, so does it make you less tired when you're more active? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because you're forcing your body to do signals to, you know, to your, to your body. Um, and you're pretty much being like a fire hose about it. So you're, you're just pushing everything down and you're just, yeah, uh, it makes your body respond better. It, it, the more active you are. Yeah. So, so there's research out there that says that HIT training is actually the best for people with MS. Yeah. And, and HIT is high intensity training. Yeah. High intensity interval training. Yeah. Right. Right. That's awesome. So fatigue is your number one symptom. I know yes. also that you have a pesky leg. I do. So most of my lesions um, feed to my left side. So I have a, I have a, a pretty large lesion in my spinal cord um, on my, my, um, it's like it's C3 or C4, something like that. But um, it affects my left side. So my left side is a lot weaker. And with MS, um, even, even a small, degree uh, temperature change in your core body, the hotter I get, the weaker I am. So, and the symptoms, my lesions will, will act up. They'll, it'll be like, I'm having exacerbation. Is that true for The hotter I get. Yes. So it just literally slows down the nerve impulse when you're hotter. Yes. The hotter you are, the harder it is to make things work. Right. So I have a drop foot on my left side. You do. So I do. So what happens is since I decided I want to run, I, (laughs) I have to, I have to, um, I had to find ways to make it so that I didn't trip and, and, and give myself a, you know, lose some front teeth or things, because when you have a drop foot, you you drag your toes. So you, you can't keep your foot in dorsal flexion. You can't lift your feet, yes. your, your foot. So it would drag on the sidewalk and I would trip over cracks, over nothing and, and go flying. So, and when I realized that, you know, that I was having this issue, I went to my neurologist. I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm falling. I can't understand why my foot's not working. I don't understand. (laughs) He's like, Oh, he he goes, you have, um, um, Udhav's phenomenon. I'm like, what? (laughs) He goes, Udhav's phenomenon. I said, what the heck is that? He goes, you didn't know this? I said, no, what, 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 what is this? He goes, it's drop foot. He goes, the hotter your body gets, the more likely he goes because of where your your um, lesion is that you're going to lose control of your foot. You can't tell it what to do. You shouldn't be running. I'm like, who said <laughs> you really shouldn't? He goes, it's probably it's dangerous. He goes, you're going to hurt yourself. I said, okay, well, I want to run. So I need to figure this out. What can I do? 
So he's like, oh my gosh, if you really want to do this, he goes, we can, we can arrange to have um, an orthopedic device, you know, a, basically a brace mm -hmm. that will keep my toes, my foot in dorsal flexion when I'm running. Mm -hmm. And it, it, there's different kinds. The one I have now attaches to the top of my shoe. So it pulls my foot up. Mm -hmm. The first one I had went inside my shoe and it was kind of like a spring and it kept my foot up um, from the inside. Mm -hmm. So it um, makes a big difference, especially for longer runs. Mm -hmm. um, for, my, for shorter runs, I can, you know, anything up to say four or five, four miles probably, I don't really need to have it. it well, when I was running a lot more than I am now, um, it's for longer runs that I needed it because as you, as you run, the longer, the longer you run, the hotter you get. Yeah, and you're probably expending energy that your nerves need too. Right. That's but, depleted as well. Yeah, and you get pretty hot. So I was trying to do heart rate-based training to keep my core temperature, keep everything cool. And I'd run with, you know, people be like, look at me like, you're freezing. How can you be out here? I was doing the shamrock run. And it was pouring down rain. Wait, and I have wait, wait, before we get into that, because that is exactly <laughs> why I was like, oh, my God, I have to talk to John. This is so amazing. So because, yes, I love your Shamrock Run story. Um, but tell me, when did you start running? Like, were you running before you got diagnosed with MS? Oh, heck no. I no, 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 no. I'm one of these kids. I, I was a nerd. I was I was a I, I liked school. I was a nerd. I had no idea that I would like running and cycling and swimming and things. So right. no, I didn't start. I ran my first 5k when I was 47. Yeah. Did everybody catch that? Dawn was 47 when she ran her first 5k. And she had MS, by the way. Tell us about that. So how did you get into it? Well, I, I went into um, training because I wanted to lose weight. So I've always had a hard time with my weight. So, and I was like, you know, there's only one way to fix it. You have to, you know, portion, you have to be responsible and eat correctly and exercise. I didn't know how I was going to exercise. I had no clue since I had MS. I had, and I didn't really do much before that. And I had a trainer who pretty much wait, wait, wait. told so me. When to... you got this trainer, so how did mm -hmm. that happen? You're like, okay, I have to exercise. So I need a trainer. Is that what you did? Did you like just Google trainers? No, actually. So the place where I work, we have a fitness center and we have interns that come in um, once a year from the local colleges. So I started in 2014 with Nathan. Right. Yeah. So this so. is six years ago. Yeah. So he helped me learn how to run, which was pretty horrible, but <laughs> well, well, because you're, you don't, people don't realize if you've never run before, when you first start running, you're supposed to be without air. You're supposed to be sucking air. And, and you just learned to, to breathe after that. So it took me a while to learn how to breathe. So in the meantime, I'm thinking I'm dying because I'm 
not breathing and then my foot's dragging and I didn't know why. And <laughs> you're falling on the pavement. <laughs> I, I did. We went out running and I and 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 I crashed and he's he he looks down on me, he goes, You okay? I said, Well, I'm bleeding. He goes, But you're still good. He goes, Let's get going. <laughs> so I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> But, you know, but I've, I've done, let's see, up, up till now, I've done lots of 5Ks, you know, a hand, I've done a bunch of 10Ks. I've done um, the 115K and I've done, um, was it three or four half marathons? I, I think, I think four, I'm not sure. I oh my think. gosh, that's amazing. And then you well, were also doing some bike, were you doing triathlons as well? No, I, I've done duathlons. So duathlons, I, yeah. in 2015, um, Nathan talked me into getting a road bike. <laughs> so a road bike. Yes. So the thing is, like, is with a road, you see me walking like I'm wobbling here. <laughs> right. So, you know, I hadn't ridden a bike since I was 14 when I got this bike. Oh my gosh. So here I am, you know, almost 50 years old, buying a road bike. I haven't ridden since I was 14. <laughs> and I got this beautiful bike. It's, it's a, you know, it's a, um, a very nice Orbea, but it's fully carbon. And, it's, you know, and the, and the seats, you know, they're not the seats that you grew up with. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> not quite as cushy and comfortable. Actually, they're, they feel, people don't realize it, but they actually feel better because your sits bones sit right on. I mean, it's perfect. Oh, good. But, well, yes. And then, and then I got clips. Wow. So, so, so when I told my, my neurologist that I had got myself a road bike, he had a, um, he had a, uh, uh, I don't know if it was a, a student, a, a, a resident in there in his office with them working through the day with them. He didn't know what clips meant. He, I go, yeah, I got a road bike, road bike, and I got some clips. And he goes, oh, clips. He he looked at me kind of blankly. So she whispered in his ear. He goes, oh my god, no, you cannot use clips. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's too late. I've already got them. He goes, how are you supposed to get your foot out? I said, um. I don't know. I don't, it, 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 as far as I know, it's coming out when I want it to. So for now, it's fine. I said, I guess I can always use my other leg to, to unclip. So <laughs> he goes, if you fall, he goes, you're going to be attached to your bike because you're not going to be able to get your foot out. I said, that's a possibility, but, you know, I'm good so far. Yeah. So um, I love my bike. I love, love, love my bike. So how much did you ride it and how much are you riding it? So um, this last year, not a whole bunch. I was really busy and I was doing things. But um, I've done Reach the Beach from Newburgh to Pacific City um, twice. Which is 100 miles, right? Well, actually, that's 80 miles each. So because I did it from Newburgh, it was 80 miles. Mm -hmm. that's um, awesome. I've I've done Cookie Monster up in in Vancouver or no, Salem. Sorry. Cookie Monster is done. And that's a that's a metric century. Um, 
and then I've I've done I've done a handful. I've done a Harvest Century. I've done I've done a couple of other. You know, I've done a lot of rides. Yeah, I've done a lot a lot of long rides, yeah. and I've and I've done a lot of hills. Um, the problem with having MS and having the bike, my my neurologist wasn't wrong. So the problem is, is the hotter I get because the longer the ride, the more fatigued I get. Um, and you know, you get pretty warm. When I want to unclip my foot. It would come to a stop if I want to unclip my foot. Sometimes it does not listen to me. So it looks like I'm, I I'm, could be upright on my bike and everything looks good. And the next second I've toppled over to the side because I can't get my foot out. So, you so he's right. Fall over on your bike. I just fall over. Yeah, I don't crash. I just fall over. Yeah. Can you see that nothing stops Dawn? A drop foot no problem. Bicycling, no problem. Can't get your left foot out of the clips, no problem. She'll just fall. This woman is amazing. We can all get out, people. We can all get out. What's our excuses? But you don't let that stop you. No, it doesn't stop me. And the, the other thing is, is I know when I do reach the beach, the last 20 miles, my right leg is doing all the work because I have no left leg. Yeah. After 60 miles, I have no left leg. It's all my right side. Does that ever increase? Like as you get fitter, do you get a, a mile or more or does it always, is your threshold about the same? That was at my most fit. So um, I think that that was the limit of, of, I don't know that if I had, I was working pretty hard at that point. Um, if I had, I don't know that I could have done even more. So yeah. I just had to know it. And if um, the, the last reach the beach I did um, was hard enough for me that I ended up stopping, I think not even four miles before the end, because I was, I was wobbling all over the road and I was dangerous to other people. So I had to stop because they had no idea. As far as they knew, I could have been drunk. They had no idea. Right. No, but you can, you cannot look at somebody and say you have MS. They have no idea. Right. So yeah, exactly. And MS, MS is different for everybody. So what I have going on with me the girl at the office that I, I work with doesn't have the same symptoms. And another woman in your office has MS. She does. Well, she's a young, she's a young woman. She's, she's in her early twenties. Yes. That's so interesting. That's really a coincidence. It, you know, actually it's funny. You run into people when you have MS, you run into people, they hear you have MS, they go, oh, I know blah, blah, blah has MS. I'm like, okay. So, you know. so interesting. So it's more common than we think it is. Well, it, it, the thing is, especially in North America and in Northern Europe. So, um, and I'm probably, I would assume probably over on, you know, in um, some of the Baltic states as well. But yes, the more um, MS is a lot more common in the, the cooler climates. So you almost will hardly find anybody with MS near the equator. It just doesn't happen. So, and they can't, they, they don't know why they can't explain it, but, um, 
you know, there's theories and, you know, environment or something, but I, who knows? All I know is, is that, yeah, Northern, North America and Northern Europe people, there's a lots of MS people. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Higher incidence. Yeah. That is so strange. It is strange. Yeah. So tell, tell us what um, keeps you going. I mean, it is hard for me. I am a healthy, almost 45 year old woman um, with no Mm -hmm. neurological problems, except maybe I'm a little crazy sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) It is hard for me. I have a full time job. Um, I have kids. You know, I want to give them healthy dinners. I'm a husband. Um, and it is hard for me with no problems in my body to find time to exercise and the motivation. But tell me how it is for you. So the whole thing started because it started with the weight loss. So, and it was because here I am with MS. So if I fall and I'm, and I'm, you know, morbidly obese, who's going to pick me up? So that was the first, that's why I lost weight. The, that, you know, that, you know was, 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 that, was that really your motivating factor? You're like, who's going to pick me up? Who's going to pick me up? And the fact that I wanted to be mobile the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to think that my mobility is related to the fact that I decided to do something about it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is, is I was going really hardcore for a long time. And then I hit menopause. Wow. <laughs> so I know I got really depressed. Mm-hmm. when I was going through menopause and you know my um my body doesn't react the same way to things and I got more tired mm-hmm. that's one of my fatigues really kicked in is when I went through menopause yeah so I didn't have as much fatigue before menopause as I do now so and you know when you're when you're um depressed and you're tired you don't always make good choices so here I'm back again trying to lose weight yeah and get my bike, I have my bike where I can see it, but I'd still, I'm still working out. I'm just not going as far right now, but I plan, I'm, I have a 5k I'm doing on this next Sunday. <laughs> of course you so, are. <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> oh. So wait, wait, wait. So currently you are still six years later, you are still with Nathan. Yes. Yeah. And yes. you see him once a week, twice a week. Um, I see him a couple of times a week and you know, the thing is, is because I'm his first client ever and he's gone to, um, OHSU and some other places to MS conferences with me to learn more about why my body's, you know, kind of freaky. Mm -hmm. So, so he, him and I have learned a lot together about what my body thinks it can't do. And then he tells me that I can do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> I love this guy. He he tells do you, he had me doing box jumps. Yeah, that's crazy. And I would miss, and I'd fall, and I have a bruise, and I'd get back up and do it again because you know I didn't know better. I just kept doing it. 
you know, everybody, everybody else can do it. Why can't I do it? (laughs) So uh, let's just say, so it's January 24th or whatever right now, 22nd. Uh Um, So this past, this January, you're working out with him twice a week. And then what other exercise are you doing? Are you doing any other exercise with him or by yourself? So right now, him and I are right now because it's icky caca outside oh God, and my, my, and my running's having a little issue right now. So, um, we're doing, I did four miles with him on Saturday and he likes the fact that he can have me walk in the old Irvington neighborhood and go a block and do three squats, go a block, do three squats, do a, go a block, do three for four, for four, almost five miles. Yeah, that's pretty, yeah. So uh-huh. he's really like respecting your symptoms and modifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yes. that. That is so amazing. He needs to um, teach lots of people what he's doing. It's awesome. He well, does really well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. you 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 ran a lot. Um, and then are you working out any other days or that that? Yes. Yeah, so so like today at the gym, I was doing I was doing sprints. So I would walk 30 seconds, run 30 seconds, or run a minute, walk, walk a minute, whatever. Um, you start like slow and then you move, move up. So I don't run very fast, but that's okay. I like, I like doing sprints because it feels like I can, I can do more. Like I, I like to go fast. I hate going slow, but it works. It's the best way for me. I'm an, I'm an, I have to work for endurance. I can't work for doing fast I don't have my fast twitch muscles don't don't agree with my decision making so so when you're doing the sprinting on the treadmill do you have to wear your brace your foot brace um I should I didn't but I I should yeah (laughs) yeah I should I drag if you put your headphones in you don't hear your foot dragging Um, this could be a liability to all the MS people out there. So all right. <laughs> please listen to Dawn. Don't do as she says. I know. Well, the <laughs> thing is, is, actually, you know what? You almost have to, though. I, I think people with MS have to ignore their body that, complaining. I, you have to. So have you ever been injured? Oh, yes. Well, not big. T- I haven't broken anything, at least not yet. Knock on wood. But uh, sure. I mean, I've, I've, I've fallen a lot. I mean, I've, I've fallen a lot. Yeah. You know, and I get scrapes and I get bruises and, you what know, about, contusions. Like, twisting <laughs> ankles or like any like, because I have a sore calf at the moment that's limiting me and my running. Like, do you have any like muscle issues? Yes. People with MS have really tight muscles especially hamstrings and quads and things because there is a lot of spasticity with ms Mm -hmm. so my muscles spasm a lot and so if you're always flex if you're always tightening your muscles Mm -hmm. it's hard to release them so i'm always i'm really tight i have to stretch all the time yeah i'm i'm and because i'm so tight it's easier to injure myself yeah like cool. So, right. So like this, t- like right now I did, so- I have no idea what I did. I did something, but I have um, an injury on, I don't know if it's 
from my hamstring or by my, my calf, but on my, on my right leg, my strong leg, um, there's something weird going on. So yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to, to do crisscross applesauce right now. So <laughs> and I have no idea why. So I'm just stretching and, and putting some bag balm, not bag balm, what do you call it? Um, yeah, the the, tiger balm. yeah, tiger balm. There you go. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and just dealing with it and do, I'm still running though, because it doesn't <laughs> hurt to run. So it doesn't hurt to run. It just hurts to cross my legs and it hurts to bring my, 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 you know, my knee up. So I wasn't able to do spinning. I wasn't able to spin because usually I, I'll, I'll spin for two miles and run a half a mile, spin for two miles, run a half a mile, but no spinning That's today because it hurt. So, yeah, yes, I get lots of injuries and they're usually muscle related, you know, um, and you have to just, you just have to pay attention. Everything's about paying attention to what your body's telling you. And I have a hard time with that. I'm, I, my brain is really loud and sometimes I don't listen. <laughs> you're, you're stubborn. Well, that, uh, yeah, uh, bullheaded is, I think, what Nathan said. So. Bullheaded, yeah, I love it, which yeah. I think is, like, the reason why I wanted you on this show, because it just shows how your mindset can really affect what you do with your body. I just think it's so amazing. I didn't know I liked it. I had no idea. And now that I know I like it, I'm really pissed off that I can't, do, I can't go, I can't run, I can't run a, a, a 10 minute, you know, or um, yeah, a seven minute, eight minute mile or 10 minute mile. My miles are, you know, anywhere from when I'm really fit about 12 and a half minutes. Right now I'm, I'm doing a 15 minute mile. So yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. So I mean, it's great. I love it. It's so <laughs> awesome. But, but when you see all these people go past you, so here you are at an event and you're at the, you're at the starting line and, you know, and you start taking off, you're like going, well, crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like to go fast. I just can't do it myself. I'm a bike. I can go fast. Yeah. But. Well, thank you so much for your time, Dawn. I think, um, people will understand why I wanted you on you're exceptionally inspiring to me with the fight that you have to put in to do your exercise and you just don't give up and it's just no um, I you know the thing is is it, I'm a human being like anybody else you know I've had a rough last year so but I know what I need to do and I know that this is the best thing for me and my disease yeah so working out is the, what's going to keep me mobile and it's going to keep me, it's going to keep me, you know, walking. I mean, I, you know, my condominiums upstairs. <laughs> I mean, I have to be able to get upstairs to my condo. So, yeah. Yeah. I love it. So I, it, if I didn't do it, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Well, yeah. So this is just the beginning. Um, you're going to continue to inspire us. Um, good luck you. with your 5k on Sunday and thank um, you we'll definitely yeah keep posts on what Dawn is doing see Dawn run is what this should be called not see, see Dawn run, run. <laughs> well this right now I have to be I have to be um, realistic so my 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 goal for Sunday is to run 
at least half of it before I slow down for a walk. Yeah. Okay. We'll see what happens. Cross your fingers. Cross my fingers for you. Um, all right. Well, have a good evening. Thank you again for all your time. Keep- we really appreciate it. Oh, good. It was fun. I, I hope I wasn't boring. Oh, my God. Not at all. Um, and we'll be in touch. Awesome. Okay. I will talk to you later. Okay. Bye, Dawn. All right. Hey, bye. Well, there you have it. Dawn Stell, the amazing athlete who battles um, not only the discipline to exercise most days, but also her actual body. And if that doesn't inspire you to get out the door and move your body, then I don't know what will. But I encourage you, um, no matter what stage of your fitness you're at, whether you were where you are with Dawn was first starting or you are an Olympic athlete, keep going. <laughs>